Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast, where I'm joined by Aaron Counter and Liz Stevens from Mr and Mrs, happening at the Bakehouse Theatre for the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival. And I'm joined this morning by Liz Stevens and Aaron Counter, who are working together at the 2012 Adelaide Fringe in their uh, comedy production, Mr and Mrs. Um, how are you both doing today? Uh, pretty well. Um, it's a bit early. As it you is. Said, but, uh, yeah, we're... <laughs> Shell shock for that. It's uh, not a time that comedians normally see, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, we <laughs> Cool. That's our love mornings. Who needs sleep? <laughs> well, there, there is that too. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, you're both uh, stand up comedians. Um, Liz yeah. from the UK and Aaron sort of Perth via the UK back to Sydney. Um, yeah, that's right, yeah. And um, so you've come together to do your stand-up comedy show together, you're married, all that kind of thing. Um, what sort of what sort of brought you together in terms of wanting to put on a show together as a couple? Uh, we don't see each other that much. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great way to work together. Um, uh, comedians tend to spend most of their time in hotels by themselves. So it's nice that we can sort of tour the show and go and just spend some time together and... Basically, just an effective way to save our marriage, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cheap therapy. Absolutely. Um, uh, did you have any? Have you had any trouble kind of putting the show together? I, obviously, I don't know a great deal about how the show runs. Whether it's kind of sort of Liz you doing a section, and then Aaron doing a section, and come together at the end, or whether it's both of you on stage at all times, how it all goes. Um, is it something that kind of has caused any attention in terms of its creation? <laughs> Only at every point. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, pretty uh, much all the time, in fact. Yeah. It probably could explain how the show works, I guess. That'd it's, be great. Um, it, I mean, the two of us are on stage together. We are, it is a show um, about us, and, and we, we explain, talk through what it's like being comedians who are married, I, I think is essentially... And we're not a double act, so there are bits of stand-up in the show, and then there are bits um, where we're sort of telling stories um, of things that have genuinely happened to us, believe it or not. Um, the fact that we're not a double act becomes very apparent throughout the show. <laughs> oh, we work so well together. Uh, yeah, and the, uh, the, as a married couple, it is fascinating the lack of chemistry we have together on stage. <laughs> Jeez, you're selling yourself well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the difficulty that stand-ups have when they work with with another stand-up is is the desire to just to want to just do. totally screw them over. Um, so <laughs> we're kind of playing on that, and basically the show is just one one long argument with some stories in between, um, and it has scripts, but. Undoubtedly, there will be moments when one or the other of us will veer tragically off the script at the expense of the other person. I think we, um, because we're so, again, so used to working by ourselves, if if the moment takes you and you decide to do something else, all of a sudden that's fine. And there will be times where we've been sort of going through the show and one of us will say, well, that's not in the script. Oh, it is now. I've changed it. And uh, Yeah, come and watch a train wreck. <laughs> Funny training. <laughs> cool. Um, now, both of you have had experience, um, obviously working in the UK. Um, yeah. Can, can you just and um, and both of you working on 
two two BBC shows, uh, the Now Show and the News Quiz, both of which I really really enjoy listening to as a podcast. Um, can you kind of talk me through the process of the differences, I guess, between writing writing for other people and writing for yourselves? Is it something where I enjoy writing for myself and and really really dislike writing for other people? Uh, yeah, it is my decision. Yeah, I'm I'm completely the opposite. Um, I find writing on a topic for other people um, is something that I can sit down and do for about eight hours a day. Wow. Um, I find that writing for myself um, can be quite difficult somehow. It's, it's the same as whether you're sort of, whether you can kind of step away from it and, and get the objectivity or whether you can, um, you, you can sort of see what you need. Mm. And I find, I find writing stand-up a slow and painful process. Yeah, um, which you have to do quite regularly. <laughs> cool. Um, and is there any kind of jealousy that when you when you put jokes together and then you find that someone else is getting all the laughs for them, and you you as writers you usually don't get a great deal of credit, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, we hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, no, all the time. Um, and we steal jokes from each other as well, which is uh, I don't steal jokes. You I... totally do. Anyway. <laughs> We, um, when, like, this, I think that's probably the thing that I don't like about writing for other people is that I, I know how to write in my voice and I know how to write what I can sell and, and I really, it really bugs me when I write something that, and someone else will go, oh, well, no, it needs to be this way and it's, no, 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 it's not funny that way, it's got to be the way I wrote it and, mm. and I, I don't like letting go in that way. Yeah. I don't like... He's been a real joy to work with, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> Um, Love the Love it. And like this, say say with the the now show and the news quiz. Can you can you talk me through kind of the process of writing for those? Because I know the news quiz especially is kind of run like Good News Week and those kind of shows here, which I know yeah, people also worked on. Um, yeah, I also worked on that. Yeah. When you listen to um, them, they come across fairly, in a lot of ways, improvised and as a as quiz as a quiz show. Um, how much of it? How much of it is actually scripted? Oh boy, I'm not even entirely sure I can tell you. The magic of TV will be ruined. <laughs> It'll be like, <laughs> like laws, comedy, and sausages, quite frankly. Um, I, uh, a lot of the magic that you see is down to the fantastic performances mm. that they give, um, but it is a lot more scripted than you think. Yeah. Um, and there's normally a large team of writers who work their socks off or pretend to. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we we just there's normally a meeting earlier on in the week where we go through a whole load of uh, news articles of what's happened that week, and mm. then we all just go away and write furiously for a couple of days. Uh, Good News Week is actually um, a lot more civilized in the way that it runs. Then the BBC, when you do um, the news quiz, you get together on Tuesday, and then you pretty much write solidly for about 24 hours. Wow. And then you have another meeting, and then you write for another 24 hours. <laughs> we have another meeting, and then we write, and <laughs> we tell each other exactly what we think of each other's material, mm. and then uh, the show goes on air, and uh, none of your stuff goes on. Yay! It's an extremely tight process, the way that it works, because it has to be, because it's topical, it's live, so... Yeah. Um, Things happen really quickly, and you just have to be able to That's, stay awake and write for them. When I I know the day, one of the days that I wrote for them, it was 
Uh, I mean, it was just a frantic news week, and you spent a, a day writing just pages and pages and pages of jokes on this one topic, and then the following day, the day of recording, everything's changed. Mm. And so every joke is now out of date and useless. And you just have to then spend the whole day writing because they record it at night, mm. and then it goes out the following day. So you have to spend... We were writing right up until sort of 6 o'clock for a 630 production and you're just hammering it through just to try and get as much stuff in as you can. And have there been any times where you've kind of when, I don't know, the day of the production, a major, major world event happens that you, you kind of need to cover off in a show? Um, yeah, there has been. And there's been times as well where the sh- a lot of the stuff has to go out the window, like times when some terrible disaster happens and mm. everything you've written suddenly looks really insensitive. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the uh, the ultimate nightmare. Yeah, and um, how, how do you judge that? Uh, well, I'm I'm lucky in that those when I'm writing for the TV or radio, uh, the, that judgment isn't mine. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of handy. I, I also have a, a podcast uh, which I do, um, and that's a, a sort of similar spiritual vein. And then the judgment is mine, and I have very poor judgment, Stephen. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I tend to go with whatever's most offensive. And is that podcast still going? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's called the Weekly News from Bed. Uh, cool. It's on iTunes and everything else. The title makes it sound ridiculously relaxing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've had other versions of that. but (laughs) I guess I have to ask about the IT crowd as well. Um, Aaron, you're a warm-up act and kind of helping G up the audience for that. So that is such a huge success. Um, It was amazing to work on, yeah. Is it still going? Because I think they got up to four seasons that I'm aware of. Honestly, I don't know. I, I did sort of about half the season of, um, of warm-ups, and it was just amazing to like, to watch a show that I think it was the fourth season that I was doing. Yeah. And um, just everyone knew their job. Everyone knew their role. Everything was so slick. And, but the audience were amazing because they had about... They had the stadium seating set up in the, the studio. Mm-hmm. They had about 600 people. Wow. To watch, watch the film. Yeah. It was enormous. That's um, it, it, was, it was. And um, what we would do every week is we'd do a quiz. And the quiz was on questions from the first three seasons. Yeah. And I, I, we were talking, the people who were there in the audience were super fans. There was a waiting list to get tickets. To, I mean, it was free to, go, to get there, but you had to be on a waiting list to get your ticket to get in to watch the filming and it was everyone was just so so into it and so it was the easiest warm up I've ever done. Yeah. Because all you personally is it's the IT crowd and they went, Yes, yes it is. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, it was it was just to work on I mean I've worked on some other other things that were sort of a little lower budget and you know, you work on the first season of a show and no one's really sure what it is they have to do and but the actors in the IT crowd, everything was just so smooth, so slick. It was just amazing. And to watch Graham Linehan work, um and I mean I've been a huge fan ever since the Father Ted, obviously, and yeah. He's just he controls everything. He makes the final decision on everything, everything that his fans get to see. So even the quiz that we would do with them, 
with the audience. And this wasn't filmed. No one outside of the room was ever going to see this. Yeah. They were his plans. So he was hands-on, and he had to approve the quiz before it went out to the fans. And it was just amazing what someone just put so much of their soul into a show. It was, it was just great. Yeah, cool. And I, like, again... Um, I I just saw Richard Ayoade's uh, Bunny in the Bull for the first time, and oh, yeah. that is one freaking amazing film that you know mm. that he's also a pretty good stand up, Richard Ayoade. He what, does what sorry? He's a very good stand up. He, he doesn't do it much anymore, but he used to be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Cool, and the, the, yeah, and also some of the Mighty Boosh guys in there as well in that uh-huh. in the IT crowd. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, back back to your show. Um, can you kind of oh, yeah. explain that? Yeah, 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 that, that little show you're doing at the Fringe in the studio <laughs> theatre at the Bakehouse. Um, now, what's the premise behind? It? Obviously, you're a married couple doing a doing a, a stand-up come theatre show. Um, yeah, what sort of, what sort of premise are we kind of walking into when we come into the show? Um, I think the show is kind of a reaction to a couple of things. Really, one is that. Um, that people are very interested in in comedy and they want to know how it works. They want to know, and then, and then when they, if they know you're married, they want to know how on earth that works as well. So I guess we kind of felt it would be interesting to explore that and show people mm-hmm. what it's actually like. What it is is we got bored of answering the same question <laughs> over and over and over again. The, um, the show is basically we're, we're just going to show to everybody now. So <laughs> so now when people say, oh. What's it like being married and being stand-ups? That must be amazing. It's like, come okay. see the show. Have just one-hour show, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope I didn't ask that question. I, th- I feel that I may have earlier on. <laughs> 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 if it, it is, it's something that's... It's, it's an unusual premise. Like, there aren't too many sort of comedians who get married and... Well, there aren't that many comedians who get married and stay married. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's but, the space <laughs> And to kind of to kind of ask, one of those really, really obvious questions. Um, how did you guys end up getting together? Was it mm-hmm. being a part of the comedy mm-hmm. circuit? Was it working on the BBC uh, shows together? Or yeah. When I, I first met Aaron, I, I emceed him. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was without a doubt the most annoying person I'd ever met. Um, <laughs> to be fair, if I had met <laughs> me at that stage, I would have thought I was the most annoying person oh, in the world as well. I <laughs> And he wore me down over a process of about a year. Yeah. And, yeah, I think there's something about... I think comedy makes you, by default, a pain in the butt. So I think comedians naturally gravitate towards each other because nobody else would have them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I think it's... <laughs> one of the advantages, I think, of us both being comics is that we both understand the, how it all works. We understand that... If I need to go away, or if Liz needs to go away for a weekend of gigs, then I understand. Yeah. Why, why that is? Like, I mean, I I did some gigs in Singapore, and it was this when I flew out. We flew out from London, and um, it was yeah. You know, I get a phone call on the Monday, on the Wednesday I'm on a plane, and I'm gone for you know half a week, a week, and Liz understands that. I'm actually, that's how I earn my money. That, that's how you, you make a living. So you do need to do things like that. And um, and I understand not to rub in the fact that I went to Singapore and she didn't. Yeah. 
I think it's the um, the competitive nature as well. I think that's kind of the point of the show is to yeah, because they're, they're so obviously as, as being married we're kind of best friends but also yeah. comedians with total rivals as well because that's the nature of the game is that you want to be the best and have the best gig and be the funniest person. No, absolutely. Um, and you know, obviously that's me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Because you're a gentleman. That's 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 one of the reasons. <laughs> Also, because Liz is digging her nails into my thigh at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I probably should leave it there. Um, <laughs> Josh, oh, before I before I go, I know you've you've done a, a quick season of this um, last month in November up at the store in Sydney. How did that go? Uh, uh, no. No. Sorry. <laughs> uh, is your website we, wrong? Yeah, I, I don't know. What oh no, no, that's not that's not what our gig. Those are our actual gigs, not not the show. The show is debuting in Adelaide. Oh okay. Um, you're, you're looking at our actual gig. Oh sorry. I'm looking at your day job rather than your night job. Work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got no idea how it's going to go, but I reckon it'll go fairly well. Um, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Exactly. Um, Liz and Aaron, you're playing the Bakehouse Theatre Studio from the 12th to the 18th of March, so you're only here for a week. Uh, you've got 6pm shows, so people can come and see your show and then go and see a whole lot of other theatre and comedy and entertainment around Adelaide for the Fringe. Um, tickets are $20 less for Bank SA and concessions. Um, you go through Fringe Ticks, um, adelaidefringe.com.au and grab all the details at linkadelaide.com.au. Liz and Aaron, sorry, sorry, sorry. Listen, Aaron. <laughs> Listen, Aaron. Remember, it, it is so early. Uh, Liz and Aaron, thank you so much for your time. And thanks, Stephen. Thank you. For more info, check out linkadelaide.com.au and adelaidefringe.com.au.